Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Our subject this week, Colin, is overcoming the enemy. And you introduced the whole subject yesterday, saying how important it is to know our enemy. And uh, basically, the devil is a thief who comes to kill, steal and destroy. And we have to understand his tactics. Well, let's look at some of the names that Jesus gives to the devil, uh, names that we find in the New Testament, uh, especially in relation to Christians. He is, first of all, the deceiver of the brethren. Now, deception is his nature. Jesus says that he's been a liar from the beginning and the father of all lies. He is also the accuser and he wants to accuse us before God. Now, when you put those three things together, accusation, deception, and lying, you can see a number of ways in which he seeks to afflict and influence Christians. We are people, because we belong to Jesus Christ, who belong to the truth. Jesus is the truth. So, of course, Satan wants to oppose the truth. Therefore, he doesn't want us to believe the truth. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But the devil doesn't want us to be set free. He wants to keep us in bondage. And so uh, he opposes the truth and tries to undermine faith in the truth. Now, he can use people to do that. He can even use other Christians to do that. So let me give you an example. Any time that somebody brings accusation against you, that is somehow the work of the enemy. He may be using somebody who doesn't even realize what, what he is doing uh, in being allowed to be the voice of the enemy, but he's bringing false accusation against someone. Now, it can be in a very simple form. You're useless. You're just no good. That's an accusation. Whereas, in fact, if we are in Christ and Christ is in us, then we must have value before God and not be useless. How can we have Christ, the Son of God, living in us and be useless? An accusation, you're just a failure because there are times when all of us fail, but because we fail, that doesn't make us failures. It doesn't make us people that are doomed to think of ourselves as failure and anticipate that we will therefore fail in whatever is put before us to do. So we have to learn to resist all such accusations and to say, well, I'm not a failure. 
I'm actually someone who lives in Christ. In Christ lives in me. I have been accepted by God. And these accusations are very undermining, aren't they? Absolutely, they undermine faith and self-confidence. You see, another one is you're just a rejected person. Everybody will reject you. That's always been your history, hasn't it? You've been rejected, so just expect to be rejected. But you see, if you're a Christian, you have been accepted in the beloved. Christ has made you acceptable to God, and if you're acceptable to God, you can be acceptable to anybody, because the greatest, most wonderful privilege that we can have as human beings is to be made acceptable, to be made one with God Himself. So you see, all these accusations are lies from the enemy, and they come in the form of accusation. How should we deal with it?、Uh, you reject every one of these thoughts and statements immediately, and don't take them on board, because if you believe them, then somehow they are going to influence you, and. Paul speaks about the spiritual armor that we have, which enables us to overcome the enemy. And、um, there, there are two weapons that are given us. One is the shield of faith, with which we are able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. Now, all these accusations, all these lies, are one of the ways in which the devil wants to try to bring deception into our lives. But we have the shield of faith, with which we can quench every one of those statements. Every whether they come as thoughts, whether they come as words that others speak to us, or in some other way, the shield of faith. Now, the shield of faith is our faith in the truth, and the truth is much more powerful than the lies of the enemy, because Jesus says, if you know the truth. The truth will set you free. The enemy wants to put you in bondage. Jesus wants to set you free and to see you keep walking in that freedom. Paul talks about not getting back into the bondage of slavery into which we used to walk. Now we are free. We are to continue to walk in the what he calls the glorious liberty of the sons of God. So every time these thoughts come, we take the shield of faith and say, "No, that is not right. That is not true. That is not what God's word says." Now sometimes you have to do that in the face of your own negative feelings, because these thoughts come or people say things to us、uh, which seem to coincide with the way that sometimes, especially in times of pressure or difficulty,、uh, we feel about ourselves. You know, we. We sort of don't feel on top of things. We feel as if we failed. We we feel low about ourselves, and so you get these accusations, and they can seem to be a sort of a confirmation of how bad things are. And sometimes it's right in the face of all those negative feelings that you have to what we call confess the truth, speak the truth, take that shield of faith. And come right in the face of all those lies and accusing thoughts, say no, that's not right. No, I'm not accepting that. What if they keep coming back to you, and you ha- do you have to keep? Oh, doing you、it? have to keep doing it until the enemy gives up, because you know he's a nasty piece of work, and he's going to test whether we really do believe what we say we believe.、Uh, and that's important. 
uh, as far as past sin is, confer- is, is, is concerned. What gives? You see, well, sins in the past that have been forgiven no longer exist. Those, in, in the eyes of God, those situations are dealt with finally once and for all. They no longer exist. So what the enemy often wants to do is to try to suggest to people that they still do exist and that you're not really forgiven or God hasn't forgotten about it or the circumstances that are going on in your life now are the result of the way you sinned some time ago. You see, if you hadn't sinned, you wouldn't have been punished in this way. That's, that's the suggestion. Now, of course, all that are lies. Because what Jesus did on the cross was to bear the punishment that we deserved. So God does not forgive sins, but then punish us for those sins. Uh, the great work of the cross is to forgive us and to spare us from the punishment that our guilt deserved. So all these sort of suggestions from the enemy are just total lies. And uh, the effect of, if people believe them, the effect can be very debilitating. It can be actually disastrous. Because supposing somebody uh, has a sickness, a serious sickness that has been diagnosed, and the enemy suggests this is God's punishment on you because X years ago you sinned in a grievous way. If you believe that, then you will believe that God does not want to heal you, that you are actually suffering uh, a just punishment and that this sickness is punishment from God. Now, there are actually even uh, certain theologies within Christendom that teach that kind of thing. And I think it's just an abomination to God to even think in that way because it's a complete denial of the cross. Because, you see, on the cross, Jesus not only forgave us, but he also bore all our infirmities and sicknesses, and he bore the punishment that our sins deserve. So if our faith is really in what Jesus has done on the cross, then we're going to say no to all that kind of thinking. So what this father of lies wants to do, what this accuser, what this deceiver wants to do is to try to undermine our faith in the truth. And you see, this is how he works, by deception, by lying. And, you know, I often have people come to me with various problems that have persisted for years and years and years in their lives. And what you can see is all this has been the work of deception over a long period of time. And the, the nature of deception is such that people think they're right when they're wrong. I mean, when you know you're wrong, you're not being deceived. But if you think you're right and you're not, then you are being deceived. Or if you think you're wrong when you're right, you're being deceived. And this is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to turn the truth on its head if, he, if you allow him to and suggest the very opposite to you than is actually the truth of God's word. And this is why the word of God is of such value to us because we can test all these thoughts, all these accusations, all these suggestions by the word of God. Is this thought, is this accusation true by the word of God? If it isn't, then you say, no, in the name of Jesus, I resist that, I rebuke that, I refuse to accept that thought. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 